I'm Cici, and this is Spela Golf. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I always say that. I always say good every time. I need to like come up with a different. I'm. You know how uh, always people people always say like I'm good, but they like. Am I might not be good. I know. I know. <laughs> like fake it. You know. Just Are know you I'm good? good. Yeah. I guess wow. it's kind of hot. You guess. I guess I'm good. Oh yeah. No, I'm trying hot. to think. Okay, it is hot. Like straight up, it's 117. It's yeah, a and it, it was humid today. Yeah. Even though we had our bright and early lesson, it still was really hot. Well, what did I tell you? I walked out of the house at 5 a.m. And you think when you open your door that it's going to be like, oh, this feels so great. No, it was like walking into a sauna. And the garage was so hot. The garage felt like it was 110. No, seriously. It was brutal. Honestly, you can just count that as my highlight. (laughs) I was like, because honestly, besides for a highlight for myself. I'm crocheting a hat. That's oh, a, I'm crocheting a hat. No, my mom's just, oh, you need to crochet a, oh, she make a beanie. Work? Maybe for Kate, my niece Kate. Maybe it'll fit her. It's what a color? hat for 12. Um, Pink? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> she wants me to make three hats. There's oh. with bundle up yarn, a certain yarn, and it's soft. But yeah, okay. Yes, it's You hot. also and said that my kids were going to be your models. Yes, yes. So maybe, back. okay, so maybe the, my hats that I'm making, maybe they'll fit. Okay. Yeah. Well, even remember, though it's just a little hot to photograph right now. Super curly hair. I know. <laughs> I know. I need well, that's a, cute. I need to make a headband. I'll make a headband for them because then you can see their curly hair. That would be so Headbands sweet. would probably be better because a hat just fully covers it. I just but, want those pretty pictures of them. Anyway, crochet pattern on Daisy Farm Crafts. <laughs> yes. Seriously. Anyway. Shout out. Okay. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel like I'm very rarely not good like I just you know me always good always happy (laughs) and if I'm not I'm venting and then it's done with it um no I'm good I'm very good actually (laughs) good we'll just try really hard in like the next couple episodes to not say good and come up with something great maybe just you know something a little bit better awesome I just you know not good (laughs) good yeah, everyone says that. It's true. But how good would you feel when you started playing golf if you could break 90? Amazing. How great would you feel if you can break 80? Amazing times 10. And how amazing would you feel if you could break 70? Even the best ever. Do you think you would be like, happy you know if you have goals like we talked in the last episode we have goals of um maybe for you like breaking 70 Mm -hmm. if you would do that would you feel like i did it i made it heck yeah that would be (laughs) awesome i'm breaking 70 and then i'm gonna break 70 again and then i'm gonna break 70 see that's the hard part all the time you do it once and then are you gonna continue and i'm gonna find a way just like how yeah i shot that 74 like i talked in the past and i'm gonna find a way to consistently shoot 72 to 74 Mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna shoot a 68 all the time and i'm gonna have an average of 68 i'm gonna find my way i'm gonna find my way there Well, I'll tell you a highlight. You know, I live through my students <laughs> since I don't play golf. Um, one of my students, he is currently playing in a tournament day one, and he is tied for third because he shot three under. 
And it just makes me so happy because I feel like I shot three under. <laughs> Yay. That's <laughs> so I'm cool. I'm just so excited. Um, but with that said, though, there we have a lot of different skill levels we've come to realize for the people listening to us. And since I teach a lot of people, there's a whole bunch of different skill levels. So we're going to start with how to break 100. Yes. And what are some resources that we can use to break 100? So from a player's perspective, what are your thoughts? I think to break 100, I'm thinking of my past. It was really, well, okay, it depends on each person's and their game, but I think putting and chipping for wanting to break 100 because sometimes, you know, you might be getting to the green and it could be taking four shots, five shots, but if you're going to three or four putt, then that's what that's what's picking up extras. So I feel like putting and chipping is what's going to really help. But you do have to work on your long game. See, that's where I'm. That's where I feel everything. Yeah, that's that's what's tough. Is but putting and chipping, I think, is going to really help with breaking a hundred. Okay. But it, you know, if you want to break ninety, then maybe more long game. Or for example, we'll talk more about breaking eighty. That's to me a lot more about the long game. Hmm. I don't know. What do you think as an instructor? Um, the first thing I think you need to do to break a hundred. So if it's a par 72, so if you go on a course and it's a par 72, um, if you shoot a hundred, you get 28 extra strokes to help you, right? So 72 plus 28 is a hundred. So to break a hundred, you need 27 extra shots. How are you going to spread those shots out over the course of 18 holes? So think about that. So what you were saying, I think if you are if you are trying to break a hundred, you might not have the swing speed and the consistency to hit long shots. Yeah. Make sense? Yes. So what you were saying is putting and chipping, absolutely. And then when you're trying to break 80 or 70, you need distance. But distance and consistency, not just distance. Because the further you hit your ball, <laughs> the more left and right it can go. I know. Out of bounds, right? It's, so it if we go back. <laughs> yeah. The experience yes, the control. I have. <laughs> um, so to break 100, and I think let's just, um, the first hole on the bear course, we'll say it's, what do you think, 330 yards? What tees? Reds, mm, whites, blues. Because if you shoot 100, you should yeah, play 325, 325, 325, probably. Okay, so let's say the first hole on the bear course is 325 yards. It's a par four. But remember, you get 27 extra strokes. So you have some strokes to help you. Now, if you can hit a tee shot out in the fairway, right? So yeah. we hit one tee shot out in the fairway. Your second shot gets somewhere around the green. Yeah. Somewhere. All you need is distance, right? Mm -hmm. Distance and direction. But, you know, just grab a club that will give you distance to get to the green. Now, from there, if you can get the ball chipping, like what you said, if you can practice chipping and putting, if you can get your chip shot up on the green somewhere, 
preferably close to the hole, (laughs) but somewhere up on the green and then two putt, you just made a bogey. So if that is your plan of attack for every single hole. So if you have 27 extra shots, I mean, what is that? It's not double bogey on every hole, but it's double bogey on what? A couple holes. Yeah. However many holes that is. So if you would mess up, so if you would miss a chip shot and hit it over the green, and then you have to chip again, then that would be your double bogey. Yes. But to even go back further, to keep your stats, every single hole that you play, so how many shots do you have from the tee box to the hole? How many chip shots do you have? Do you go back and forth? Do you hit it past? Do you hit it short? Do you chunk it? Do you thin it? What's happening as you are hitting your chip shot? Is it always good to write down your stats no Everything. matter what level you are? Absolutely. every time so in the ncaa in college golf we have to fill out our stats because they keep track and it's like the leader in the nation and all this stuff those stats are very not complicated very specific so they will tell you okay if you hit the fairway great if you didn't did you miss it left did you miss it right on your approach to the green Um, which on a par four, we all play as scratch golfers. So if it's a par four, we're supposed to shoot four. Um, So the approach to the green, did you hit the green? Yes or no. If you missed it, was it left, right, short, or long? Now, if you made it on the green, was it within 30 feet or was it within 15 feet? So at the end of the round, you can see how many greens you hit, how many fairways you hit. If you missed them, how many did you miss to the right? How many did you miss to the left? It will tell you black on white what you need to work on. And obviously that's how we're going to get better. Because if we don't have a clear answer on what it is that we're missing. Is it okay though if you just focus on basic fairway putts, green and regulation? Yeah. Not yet to missing it 30 feet, 10 feet, you know, maybe not that many details. Yeah. If you're trying to break 100, my suggestion is how many shots to the green, chip shot, was it on? Was it off? So a chip shot, like was it 20 yards from the green? Then it counts as a chip shot. And then how many putts? So those would be like the three stats I would keep because that will give you a better understanding of like, okay, on a par four, did I make it there in two or did I make it in three or did I make it in four? Okay. And that makes sense because I guess I never thought about counting how many shots it takes to get to the green instead of overall. Because if you think about it, oh, what if it took me six shots and I one putted instead of, you know, it might yeah. be how many shots. Cause then wait, will that help you figure out if you need to work more on your long game than short yeah. game? That's what's going to help yeah. you. Okay. That Cause then sense. if you have one putt every hole, clearly your last shot into the green must have been terrific because you just made all one putts. Yeah. Or you're a really good putter. So if your putt was 40 feet, five feet, one foot, you made all of them because you won't put it every green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but that's also what I'm saying. Like if you can keep track, like the more stats you can keep, the better. So um, if you on the green, okay, how far was my first putt? Was it 50 feet, 40 feet, 30 feet? Because then you can get a like a like a better understanding of like your first putt. So do I make any putts within 10 feet? Do I make any putts within 50 feet? Do I two putt from 50 feet? Do I four putt from 50 feet? Just answering all those questions and then writing it down for every single hole. Because then that's going to help you or me just figure out, okay, where am I getting these extra strokes? Correct. 
And what is taking up all these extra strokes? Like, why do I need 27 extra stroke or 29? Because if you are 29 over, you shoot 101, right? Yeah. So where am I spending all of these extra shots to help me? Is it on the green? Is it off the green? Is it from the tee box? Does that make sense? This is life-changing. Well, not life-changing. I just, I forget. I keep basic stats, but I probably should do more detailed at times. You should the definitely sheet. do detail because you're trying oh, to Or am I 70. trying too hard? Yeah. Well, and um, I'm just, I'm going through my mind and I'm remembering, okay, I talked about this in structured practice, how I was always short game practicing. And probably because in high school, I really didn't keep stats because I was thinking, oh, short game is going to make me better. And it's like, honey, you're topping it off the tee box, you know, and if maybe you can't get to the green. Right. How are you going to use your short game? <laughs> exactly. And so now looking back and even now it's always now I see why it's good to have stats because then it will help you really work on things that you know you need to get better at. Correct. So step one, keeping your stats, go out and play 18 holes. Keep your stats. Step one. Step two, set your goals. So from your stat sheet, what are your goals? Are you trying to two putt every time? If you should, (laughs) I want that to be a goal for anyone who's listening to putt on every hole because it is very realistic. I think it's easier to, mm, I take that back. Realistically, two putting is easier than hitting a drive off the tee box in the center of the fairway every time, realistically and statistically. Because if you now have more swing speed for yourself, for example, yeah, you have a lot of swing speed and you're starting to hit the ball further. But that means you're going to hit it further out of bounds, further in the water, further in the I woods. I know, like, and that's Because if you're missing it. I know. So yeah. what can I do to change that? <laughs> Be more consistent. With um, but so for your 100, breaking 100, Number one is keeping your stats. Number two is making your goals because you should have goals off of your stats. Number three, take a lesson. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good investment Mm -hmm. because you're going to learn something, whatever that is. And step number four is structured practice. If you are trying to two putt from 50 feet, do not go practice chipping. Please. <laughs> yes, you're I smiling. Love chipping. I, I love good. chipping. But right, like it has yeah. to be a very like set like plan to be able to get that. So now if you think about your 27 extra shots that you can use to score a 99, you need to have a plan with every hole. So if there's water on the right, are you okay with a double bogey on this hole? Maybe, because it's better than a triple, right? Hitting it in the water. So you have to plan it out. So if there's water 100 yards from the hole, maybe it's better to hit your tee shot, hit a club that you know is not going to reach the water to then have a longer shot into the green, but at least you're not going to be in the water. So planning out your holes beforehand, preferably. (laughs) (laughs) Why not just ride on the tee box? (laughs) Right when I get there. Because sometimes you can't really see it. Yeah. You know, so if you've never played the course before, you know, whatever. Um, But that is going to be life changing. So planning out your holes, planning out the holes that you are okay making a double, planning out the holes that you're okay making a bogey and planning out the holes that you feel confident that you can do better. 
make sense? So if it's a par three with no obstacles, should it take you three shots to get to the green with no, no obstacles? No. Nothing. Right? Our yeah. goal should be to get there in two and then two pot and you just made a bogey, right? So planning out every hole and what you can do to to get the score that you are shooting for, right? Rather than stepping up to the tee box and saying, oh, I pray that I make a make a par here or hopefully I'll make a bogey. We'll see when it's over though. Plan out your course of action and I promise you it's going to be easier. But those steps though, keeping your stats, writing down your goals, take a lesson and then structure your practice and you're going to see, I promise you that you're going to see change if you just do putting. If you have over 18 holes, I mean, if you have 45 putts, that's a no, no (laughs) from two putting every hole and having 36 putts, that's nine extra strokes to your total score. That's a lot. Way more. Yeah. Way more. And so if you can take out those nine extra strokes, you're probably going to break a hundred, just planning out your course. Now, what do you think from a player's perspective, um, breaking, hmm, I would say like Breaking 90, that's 18 extra strokes. So like 72 plus 18 yeah. is 90. So you would need to play bogey golf. I still believe in two putts. So I want yeah. you to use your extra strokes to get to the green. Because it'll take three strokes to still get there and then two putt. For a bogey. Yes. Yes. Every time. And then you can shoot a 90 just by doing that. Yeah. Or sometimes it might be, oh, I double bogey this hole. But if you par then it kind of balances it out. Mm-hmm. So then we got 100, we got a 90. Okay, so to break 80. Now we're talking, it's it's harder, and I'm not going to like say this as golf is Why easy. is it harder? What makes it harder? Why, why is it so much easier to break 100 than it is 80? Or do I just feel that way? Like, no, because Or is am I wrong? Is it the your same? Your margins are way smaller. You can't okay. mess up at all anymore. I believe that breaking a hundred is just playing the course a little different. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're trying to break an eighty, your swing needs to be more consistent, and you need to have a little more knowledge about the golf swing and why things are happening. So, why are you hitting it left? Why you're hitting it right? Why are you short? See, now those stats of being very specific are more important. And I feel when it comes to breaking 80, I have to find a way of getting rid of what I call blow up holes. You told me something very important today. You were saying, and correct me if I don't get this right, but you said over the past however many weeks, I played over 200 holes. 15 of those have been blow up holes. Yes. Yes. That's what I told you. Yeah. So what I was telling her is, um, well, it made me feel better. So in a couple of, I played at Torian, I've been playing in a couple tournaments and rounds and just, and I, so I played like 11 rounds in one week, squeezing it in and every round I do get a blow up hole and it's frustrating. And you know, I'm like, why is this happening? Why am I getting a blow up hole? And first the answer to that is because I'm stepping on the tee box and I'm flat out saying in my mind, I don't know what to do. That's the answer. But I kind of had more of a positive outlook on those, all of those, you know, 190 whatever holes I played because I'm like, oh, if you look at it, only maybe 15 of them were actually 
double and triple bogeys instead of a hundred. You know, it's just, it's different. I'm actually getting more birdies in there, pars, bogeys. We just want to like set aside the double and triple bogeys, you know. And to highlight what you just said, you step out on the tee box and you say to yourself, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And then I get a blow up hole. <laughs> because you had no plan, right? And I'm not saying just because you have a plan, you're going to follow your plan. Because plans change. Plans change. And every shot is different. But every shot counts. Yes. So if you just go up there and wing it, like if oh. you hit a good shot, it's probably luck. Yeah. Because you didn't plan it out. So for anyone that's trying to break 100 with those triple and doubles, which is... You can have those if you shoot 100. Triples and, and doubles are not uncommon if, if that is your score. But how to get away with that or away from that, plan out your hole. How can you get a lower score on this hole to get away from a triple bogey? And something too with planning, it's always in my mind too. The biggest thing I was saying at the beginning, to break 100, I think putting and chipping, but it's also on the course pick a target. That has been one of the key things I think will make you a better golfer is picking a target every single time. Just, it needs to right? be a part of it your needs, routine. It's, it, it, it's just, it's what's going to get your aim because sometimes, oh, I hit that so well, but I hit it in the trees. Well, I hit it there, you know, it's, yeah. you know, well, it's and that's my what aim. I mean. And that's, yeah. So like when you hit it from the tee box, one shot, and then the second shot, you're just trying to get it somewhere around there, like yeah. somewhere up there. But yeah, if you're aiming 40 yards right because you don't care or because you don't pay attention, I can't help you. You yeah. have to pay attention to where you're aiming. Um, so to break, <laughs> I just remember I have a story when I shot, this was a tournament in college and I shot even par. And when I played in college, I think my average was like 77 or 78, which is fine. And we were playing, I can't remember the course, but my, I needed distraction because the more I thought about my game, <laughs> the harder I try and the more I fail. And so I needed to just talk. And you can clearly tell from this podcast that I love to talk. Uh, <laughs> we both do. Yeah, we do. We love talking. Yeah, we do. Um, and I also love to listen because I love to learn about other people. But anyways, our podcast, we talk. So we were playing this course and I just remember how simple it was and what you were saying. My coach was with me. We were probably talking about boys or something. <laughs> Our standard conversation. You and all your boyfriends back in college. Oh God, so many. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, did not really have time for that. Um, but coach B was my assistant coach and she would always walk with me because I think now looking back at it, I think she knew that like, okay, if I distract Cecilia and have conversations about something else than golf, like she's going to do well. And I was even, um, <laughs> I'm going to call you out on this one, Coach B. I was even going into like 14 or 15. And I remember like, I've never been a huge fan of my five iron because I just thought it was really hard to hit, but it was the perfect distance for it. And I just remember picking a target and I hit it and coach B she was like are you sure you want to go for the flag I was like why not and she's like okay and I hit it and I ended up like three feet from the hole did the same thing on the next hole and then we came into the last hole 
No, I was one under. I made a birdie from one of those shots and I was one under going into 18. I mean, this was a tough course too. And she's walking next to me and I have a long chip shot um, to make a par. And I was like, man, I'm about to score under par. That was the first time in those entire 18 holes where I was thinking, wow, I'm about to shoot. I'm about to have red numbers. This is really cool. About to have red numbers. And I'm so excited. And she told me to use whatever club. And I didn't get there. And she looks at me and she goes, I am so sorry. That was all my fault. And I know you trusted me in that. And I was like, it's fine. I am just so excited that I'm about to like, because I knew I was going to two putt because we practice all the time. So I know I was going to two putt. Um, But from that round, I shot even par, which I'm super proud of. Uh, But I do remember from that round, it was just everything was easy. It was simple. I hit fairways and I hit greens. I hit fairways, I hit greens. And that was it. And I two putted. And then I one putted. And that was it. It was boring golf, but it was one of the best rounds of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And then we went to Vegas and I shot under par in Vegas. My whole team, we ended up, we broke the school record that time. Yeah. What? Yeah, it was cool. And to be a part of that was really cool. Is that when you shot your 69? Is That was, that was in Sweden. Oh, that was Sweden. You shot But 69. maybe I shot 69. Did I shoot 69? I can't remember. Did you shoot under par as a junior, in a junior, like in high school? Like No, we didn't no. play tournaments in high school. No, you didn't do that. No. Um, But yeah, so college was... That was my story about how to break 70, but it was just boring golf, hitting fairways, hitting greens. But to be fair, you need distance, right? So if you ever get to the point where you're trying to break 80 or 70, you do need distance because your pro shots needs to be shorter so that you have more control over where you place the ball on your second shot or third shot. I remember in my Cactus Tour tournament back in 2020, I had the slowest swing ever. And I would, you know, I was saying hit driver and then a seven wood. And I just would never hit those greens. But now I've gotten stronger over time and the swing has gotten better that it's a lot easier approaching the green with a six iron you know, from 160 or just, you know, just different clubs. And soon I got to keep even working to be able to hit the green from 185. The LPGA's um, distance yardage is way longer than it was 15 years ago when Annika was on tour. You know, it was completely different. And so I feel distance is really a key thing. And and for you too, like, let's say, you know, we're trying to get you to hit like 260. You know, like we want that to be your average. If you're shooting in the hundreds, like that's a massive drive. Like that's massive. Like that's so far. So I never want you to compare yourself to other players. We're only playing against ourselves. And if we want to break 100, 90, 80, or 70. So we never want to compare, but it's good to get some stats and and just kind of get an idea of how far you need to hit it to make it easier. But for you, if you hit your drive 260, right, on, on a 380 par four, you have 120 to the pin. That's pretty reasonable. Like you can do that. Yeah. But if you only hit a 220, now you have a 160 approach. 
That makes a huge difference because yes. every 10 yards can make you spread your golf balls <laughs> left or right. So that's why we're preaching just like, okay, distance is key as you are getting more into golf. And it is how you are going to get to those really low numbers. Because if you're trying to break 80 and you want to shoot 79, that's only seven over par. You can only make seven bogeys if yeah. you don't make any birdies. So your game needs to be tight. But with that said, though, every course is also different. So every course is rated depending on how difficult it is. And so you can't really compare Torreon to Bear Creek. No. Because they're very different. Yes. But you will see that on the scorecard. They are rated. The slope rating. Yeah, correct. the slope rating. And so just keep that in mind when you go and play. Is that every win is a win, obviously. Um, but if you play a really difficult course, then don't be mad that you need to use all the extra shots. So with that said, though, if you guys have any questions, um, feel DM free. DM us. Yeah. DM, DM us. us. DM us on Insta. Instagram. But I do think this is a very clear and structured plan on how to break it. So if you guys have any questions, ask us. But try it out. Let us know if it works. Anyways. Anything else? I think that's all for today. I think so, too. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck to what? Breaking 70? Is yes. that really best wishes? Is that such a uh, thanks, love Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast.